When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast that a lot of people don't know what the hell we're talking about. So we're going to dial it back a little bit where it comes to the Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson and, and try to peel back the layers of the onion that allow people to understand exactly where we're coming from day after day after day when we talk about Carson Wentz and, and Quentin Nelson. We're also going to talk about the big Indiana game tonight at Simon Scott Assembly Hall against Wisconsin. Really, really important game for the Hoosiers. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Tuesday, February 15th, 2021 or 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. They're wonderful. They come out here. They do work. It all works really, really nicely. You get a good price. You can trust the people you deal with with Johnson's Plumbing. I highly recommend them. 765 610 8809 is the number. Hit subscribe, punch the like button, ring the bell, let's go, let's talk about sports. So here's the thing. Anytime you're critical about one of two guys, Carson Wentz, Quentin Nelson, people yell and they say, I can't believe you're lumping all of this on these guys. How do you not like Quentin Nelson? And how do you blame all that went wrong against the Raiders and against the Jaguars on Carson Wentz. Here's the deal. Not blaming Carson Wentz for everything. Just some stuff, right? Some stuff. Doesn't make the right reads. Kind of is a gunslinger in the wrong way. Sort of, you know, like uh, uh, Don Knotts, his shakiest gun in the West. Kind of that kind of gunslinger, which is not good for the Indianapolis Colts. And as far as Quentin Nelson goes, nobody wants Quentin Nelson gone. You just can't pay a left guard $20 million a year. You can't pay a left guard 10% of your available cap space to a guard. You can't do it. It doesn't make sense, especially when you don't have a left tackle on your roster. So let's talk about this offseason what needs to happen in this offseason. And I'm sorry, whether you love Carson Wentz, whether you hate Carson Wentz, there's one opinion that really, really matters, and that's Jim Ursay's. And I think Jim Ursay made it clear to Chris Mortensen and Jason LaConfora that Carson Wentz is not going to be back. He is done with the Colts. Jim Ursay has had it with Carson Wentz. And so he's a pariah, and pariahs must go especially after they are outed as a pariah by the owner of the franchise, in all likelihood, to 
two responsible journalists whose uh, work we do not question. You know what I mean? It's not like he said it to some yo-yo, and some yo-yo said, hey, he's not going to be back. These are two guys, Jason Locke and Four, anybody who knows Jason knows that what he reports, he's got locked down. So it's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when and how much you get back for him or whether you just cut Carson Wentz and save $12, $13 million in cap space. That's it. That's, that's the conversation. It's not, hey, two and five in one possession games. It's not, hey, no fourth quarter comebacks. It's none of that. None of that is all his fault. It's not about a lack of protection being caused either by a leaky offensive line or by Carson Wentz moving into a place that the offensive line didn't expect him to move to or him being too deliberate in the pocket as he seeks out receivers or whether it's the receivers, the paucity of receivers that causes the problem with Carson Wentz. It's about none of that. Carson Wentz, goodbye. He's gone. It's over. Defend him all you want. Jim Irsay is not buying it if he was the source of the comments reported by Jason Lockenfor and Chris Mortensen. And you cannot believe that Chris Ballard would say such a thing. You know what? After a... Uh, after a colonoscopy, when you get the, the fancy, like, drugs where you're out of your mind when you first come out, right? Chris Ballard would not say such a thing to Jason Lockenfor or Chris Mortensen then. So, I, Jim Irsay, yes. He, he's not held culpable for his comments. He owns the team. He cannot be fired. He can say whatever he wants with any fear of retribution or consequence. That's what happens sometimes with owners. They say stuff because nobody's there to say, Jim, ah, don't say it. Ah, what are you doing? You know, here's what we're going to talk about today. Nobody's having that conversation with Jim Irsay. So he just says stuff every once in a while. Uh, Deshaun Watson, let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson's not coming to Indianapolis. Two reasons. One, just on a morality that, that kind of, platform, you're not going to have a guy who's facing lawsuits from more than 20 women related to sexual misconduct, right? And the authorities down in Houston still investigating Deshaun Watson. He may be brought up on charges, and he may face a lengthy suspension by the NFL. The NFL waiting for authorities in Houston to conduct whatever uh, investigation they're conducting and have that come to fruition you don't want to give up multiple first-round draft picks to a guy who's never going to take a snap for you because he gets suspended or incarcerated. That's not going to happen. So, morally, bad idea. We don't like guys who go around abusing women, and we don't like people who can't take a snap. And so, Deshaun Watson pragmatically, morally, no. Not a part of the conversation. Kyler Murray, not really impressed with his overall deportment in uh, in Phoenix. So what are you going to do? But let's talk about the offseason. Wentz is a goner. That's the way it goes. What can you get back for him? Are you going to cut him? That's a big decision. It's not just about Carson Wentz. The failure is not all being lumped on Carson Wentz. 
That's not what's happening. Carson Wentz, I, you guys are being mean to Carson. No, nobody's being mean to Carson. This is the NFL. This is the ultimate meritocracy. You play well, you win, people love you. You play poorly, you don't win at the level of expectations, people don't love you. That's it. That goes for the employers, the fans, everybody. People in Philadelphia, hats off to you. You had it nailed. Everything that you said was absolutely accurate about Carson Wentz, sadly. Gus Bradley, the new defensive coordinator, we are going to love him in comparison to Matt Eberflus. He is an upgrade over Matt Eberflus. The people in Chicago, I like Matt Eberflus. Nice guy. If I were him, I'd rent in Lake Forest. I wouldn't buy unless the Bears are paying him a ton of money. Real estate prices, very expensive up there. Property taxes, very expensive up there. Matt Eberflus, after about four games in Chicago, Bears fans are going to be pulling out their hair. That's just the way it is. Gus Bradley here. We're not going to pull out our hair. We're going to see a more difficult to diagnose and attack defense from Gus Bradley. Left tackle. You got to find a left tackle. Look, Quentin Nelson, $20 million. You cannot pay him 20. He's going to count 13 against the cap this year before his extension. You don't have a left tackle on the roster. This is a problem for the Indianapolis Colts. Whoever the quarterback is, you got to protect the guy. All right, weapons. Right now, you've got on the roster, you've got Kylan Granson and Farad Green. Farad Green as tight ends. Mo Ali Cox, he's a free agent, unrestricted free agent. Uh, Jack Doyle, looks like he's going to retire. He's still on the roster as of right now. Wide receiver, you got Pittman. And then if, Hit, if Hilton retires and Pascal leaves via free agency, he's a free agent too. Then what do you got? You got Plaster of Paris Campbell, and you've got, that's not nice. He does his best to stay healthy. I know it's not nice. Desmond Patton, Michael Strawn, and Kiki Kute. You got to upgrade at both spots, and you have to do it in a hurry. Or you've got a problem. Uh, Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, they still have their jobs. Their seats aren't warm. Not yet. But they better get this figured out, and they better get it figured out in a hurry. You can't keep chasing quarterbacks. You can't do it. Or you set your franchise back years every time you swap guys out. Because what happens? you got to trade significant equity to go get a guy. Or you sign a free agent, and the Colts are not going to sign one of these free agents to be a starting quarterback. They're just not. So you've got to make a trade. And either you trade Carson Wentz or you trade future draft considerations where if you're chasing this thing again in a year, you have really crippled your franchise's ability to plug holes and build for the future. That would be problematic. It's already problematic for the Colts. Justin Blackman's a big deal in his recovery from a torn Achilles. That's a big deal. So there you go. That's kind of it. Uh, cap space, you got about $37 million right now. If Doyle retires, it bumps up to 43 If uh, Wentz is released before March 18th, you know what? Then you got about $55 million to go out and spend to go get choice guys. 
not whole patchwork guys. Go get real guys, championship-level guys. I'm telling you, you have got to tell scouts, we're looking for champions. We're not looking for, on a scale of 1 to 10, we're looking for a 6. No, we're looking for people that you can envision holding a Lombardi trophy up like this and running, hey, I want a Lombardi. Woo! I almost tripped. I almost fractured my kneecap on a uh, thing down there. <laughs> that would have been awful. Hilarious, but awful. That's what happens in celebrations. This is why you don't celebrate on the court after a, uh, when, when people rush the court, you get your players the hell out of there. That's what has to happen. And speaking of that tonight, for the love of God, when Indiana beats Wisconsin tonight, do not rush the floor. Wisconsin's barely a top 20 team. You should always beat Wisconsin. It's like John Winger in Stripes, right? The Bill Murray character. Come on, it's Czechoslovakia. It's like going into Wisconsin. That's what Wisconsin is. Wisconsin is to the Big Ten as Czechoslovakia was to the Eastern Bloc of Soviet-controlled nations back in the day. That's what it is. Indiana should always and forever beat Wisconsin, especially at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. We are going to find out a lot about Indiana tonight. A lot. Are they committed to one another? Are they committed to Mike Woodson? Are they committed to their university and their program? Do they want to go to the NCAA tournament? Do they want to put away petty squabbles and move forward toward success on the court? If they don't, we're going to see it. If they do, we're going to see it. It has got to be a consistent level of effort and harmony within that play, not within the people. You cannot get along. That's okay. You don't need to get along with everybody, but on the floor, you've got to be committed to a common goal. And if you're not, you're going to see it, and it's not going to go well tonight for Indiana. Indiana, 9 o'clock on ESPN2. Joe Lenardi still has Indiana as a nine seed in the NCAA tournament. A loss tonight at home to Wisconsin is not going to help their resume, not a single bit. Butler. Headed to that idiotic arena near uh, McCormick Place in Chicago. Why in the world would you build a thing near where no one lives? Anyway, Wintrust Arena, right? Butler's going to play there. There's going to be 12 people to watch Butler and DePaul play. Butler should win this game. Butler's playing really good basketball right now. The Pacers, they're in Milwaukee. They're going to take on the Bucks, and we're going to root like hell for them to win. But when they lose, we're going to have a smile on our face because it means they've gone to 19 and 40. And with 23 games left in the regular season, one game before the NBA's All Star break, the Pacers are going to be in the bottom five of the NBA, the NBA standings, meaning that they got a hell of a shot at a top five draft pick and a pretty good shot at a top three. Because let's face it, It is not important at this point that they win. It's just not. I hate to say it. Tyrese Halliburton has been a revelation at point guard. However, we need him to take a a step back. Take your foot off the gas. Let some losses mount. Over the last 23 games, you lose 20 of them, we're good with that. We still root for them to win. However, when they lose, we smile. 
Tonight, on instant postgame, after Indiana trounces the Badgers, the Badgers are too old to win. Look, if you've got an AARP member on your roster, like Brad Davison, you've got to make him pay. Run up and down. Wear this guy out. His knees have got to be on fire after playing 30 minutes, like every 37-year-old. Indiana, they're going to get the win tonight. You'll see.